Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 Good afternoon. Welcome back to The Good Life. If you just joined us, what happened? Live at 12.05. Do not forget. Hey, and if you do forget, that's okay. KNSSradio.com, upper right corner, podcast. Boom. There you are. It's right below the Listen Live button, uh, which you can use anywhere in the country. But more importantly, we got an archive of, uh, well, over two years worth of programming. And if you forgot what the one of the week was or you go to your local Jacob Liquor Exchange, local liquor store and you want to buy the wine of the week and you, they can't remember, or you can't remember, uh, whip out your phone, call it up and goodlifeguy.com will have all that too. And if you went to goodlifeguy.com right now, you'd see that I have links to my guest website. Her name is rayannesarazin.com is what you put after that. And Rayanne, your website. Okay. Uh, you should make this into a poster. Should I? <laughs> well, you know, I think it's beautiful. It is, and uh, whoever styled that and took those pictures, like I said, this would be a poster to hang in anybody's kitchen, uh, in the dining room. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just the colors well, and the I, textures. Thank you very much, and I have to always share the credit. So this that was done by Lisa Trukowski and myself. Lisa Trukowski is a food stylist out in Washington, D.C., and Scott Suchman, who's also a photographer out in Washington. So both super talented, and I think um, that's why the end result, that's why I didn't do it completely on my own. <laughs> well, you probably could have, but it, it's just really pretty. Well, and folks, I if you – go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I know I was going to say that I think that um, – most people don't create anything without um, the help of others. And I think it's like that's the situation where one thing in food is that you're always sort of learning and growing. And, you know, more brains are better than just one. So. <laughs> Especially if the one you have is kind of diminished like mine. Yeah. I need to borrow <laughs> two or three so. brains. Um, yeah. Okay, so you set about writing this book. And the obvious answer is your target was professional people or those who desire to become professional cookbook authors or recipe writers. That's yes. Yes. So I think the, you know, like so many things that just grew. Um, so the book started as this concept that the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, who is the publisher of this book had called me wanting to see if I could write a book proposal on 
recipe writing because a lot of dietitians were starting blogs, working for food companies, PR agencies, et cetera. And traditionally, dietitians don't have that culinary background from school. That's a very heavy science background, nutrition science program. So I had submitted this proposal for this book, and that was the intended audience. It was sort of for the health professional who was, you know, learning to translate dietary advice into recipes. But that book sort of grew. My book grew because I had worked in newspapers and magazines, and I thought, well, this book has a much larger audience. And so, yes, it's true. The first audience is the dietitian, along with other food professionals like food writers and editors, um, cooking teachers who want to learn how to write recipes or sharpen their recipe writing skills. And then also for really anybody who is a content creator today, if they want to, you know, try to incorporate the highest standards from the very start. And then, as you said, it could be for the home cook because it's really for anyone who wants to learn how to translate their kitchen creations into easy to follow, readable and reproducible recipes. So it is definitely a professional resource, but I think recipes and food is everywhere today. So it is a resource that I think anybody can use depending on which chapter you want to open and look up what you're looking for. You know, anyone who has a collection of cookbooks, and I'm so fortunate I get a lot of cookbooks sent to me to be on the show, and uh, you need to have this. It's not only to help you write better recipes or translate your creations into usable recipes with nutritional information and that sort. Uh, but I think it would make you a better cook, uh, a better, uh, I don't want to say a, a more talented cook, but it really provides a background that most people don't ever have. I, I, I think so too. And I have to say one of the reasons that I really wanted to take on this project is when I started out in the field, I didn't know what I didn't know, and there really wasn't a resource like this for me. And so I really wrote it with this idea of paying it forward and wanting to share my knowledge and other industry professionals' knowledge because I interviewed a lot of people for this book, gathered quick tips to include their tips in the book. So people who are either starting out or, like I said, want to sharpen their skills have a place and a resource to go to. And the one part that I think is really notable, which is also for professionals, but even home cooks, is that I think all this information that's on the Internet about ingredients, health and nutrition, it's just oftentimes untrue or contradictory or just confusing. And so I think those first six chapters that really touch on the development of recipes that are with a health and wellness focus, um, I think it just my book helps to combat that confusion and make it more approachable. And really, um, I think written in the tone that teaches people how to translate those nutrition recommendations into delicious recipes, but for like real living and real life. Yeah. You know, I, I like my wife gives me grief because I don't do this. I come up with something and doctor it, you know, to taste, test, season, taste, test as I'm cooking. And I never write the stuff down. And in the recipe development section, you've got to, you know, write down like the rough draft uh, and then, you know, refine after tasting and see what you want to modify, if anything. And I think the home cook who is serious and wants to document the recipes they come up with, uh, it's great help. Um, If I was writing this book, I would think one of the 
most entertaining and fun parts for me would be the quick tips that you threw in. Mm. Well, it was for me because those quick tips came from a lot of different professionals. And I think that was probably the most enjoyable part for me was talking on the phone and asking all these really, you know, these questions just to see how they do what they do. And is it different than how I do it? Or maybe they were teaching me something and then I could share that knowledge of theirs in the book. So I, I felt like it was this collective work of curated information from everybody. And um, I, I think it's, I think it's a great, um, a great resource myself. I, I wish I had it when I started out. Oh man. I, I have friends that have put together cookbooks and they, they would love to have this even now after the fact. Uh, some of the quotes you put in here, and I, I really like this one. I try three to five different recipes and decide what works and what didn't. I then create my own version by writing out a new recipe before entering the kitchen and then make further annotations on the recipe while cooking. Uh, that was uh, Christine Gallery, food editor at large, uh, com. And if anybody who likes to be creative in the kitchen, if you did that, you have the beginnings of a cookbook. And then oh, for sure. the technical aspect. You, you and I both know we have read recipes, my wife as a stickler, for the proper format of a recipe. And whether it's the abbreviation of tablespoon or you, you know how you write your measurements, you cover all that in depth such that... In depth, yes. <laughs> I, I mean, but that's important, not only for that <laughs> professional, but for the home cook. Yeah, and I think what's funny about this is that who would ever think that I could write a book that is so long on this one topic? And like you said, each chapter could have been its own topic. I think that there's a lot of uh, information about food, nutrition, and recipes. This book has it. And also I would say that um, there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes for each step of the recipe workflow, like just the development you can be in for days you know, which development takes a different skill set than recipe testing. That's a whole different area of expertise. In writing, people who are really great writers um, aren't always the best people to be developing the recipe. And then food stylist is, has its own expertise as well. So I think that recipes seem so simple when you just turn over the back of a package or open a magazine or, you know, you scroll on somebody's blog to get to the recipe. But recipes are a lot more work and more complex than I think they appear on the surface. Yeah. You know, I think one of the things that, again, could, could have been, and there are other books that cover this, but the idea of coming up with the science of your recipe and being able to convert it into calories and fat content and vitamin and, okay, that's maybe not for the home chef or home recipe writer, but certainly if you were of a mind to write a cookbook, that's a mm -hmm. big deal. And, and uh, I imagine people do that for a living and get paid. Here's my yeah. manuscript. Uh, come up with the nutrition stuff. Yeah. I mean, the nutrition analysis chapter is its own separate detailed chapter. And you're right. That one maybe has the most bent that's toward the professional because it really takes you through the software that you would choose if you're going to create a um, a blog, different sort of plugins that you would use for the analysis. A lot of them are automated, automatically calculated today. But at the same time, I think if you're in the food space, just having really solid knowledge about nutrition information and how it's done and how do you get to the numbers makes you that much better to even hire somebody, let's say like myself, to actually do it for you. 
I like I like your Mediterranean diet pyramid as we cruise through chapter two. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I we do really good food wise, but uh, we probably drink too much wine. I kind of well, like. I don't know. I I guess the thing is is that I don't think there are really any good or bad foods. I think really food is really about enjoyment. So I always say, even as a dietitian, um, I think that a lot of us are sort of forced to have different um, restrictions in our life. If we have diet, you know, food allergies or celiac disease or have hypertension or other things. So sometimes we're, we're forced to change our diet because of our health. But I think that even if you have any of these conditions, I, I think that, you know, food is, is so much more than just nutrition. And, you know, it's enjoyment and it's something that's social and it's filled with memory. And I don't know, I, I think that um, the food pyramids, whatever they are from the Mediterranean diet, which is, I think, one that I love, um, you know, you still have to enjoy it all, no matter what you're eating on which level of the pyramid, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it is. An, Including your wine. There, Including your there wine. you go. And <laughs> I try and do good. I, you know, I, I do not like to have wine every day. I need a break. That come, that some of that comes from my former career as a, uh, an airline pilot, where I'd be on the road for a week and then come home on a weekend. But then on the weekend, I would feel like I'm on vacation. That wouldn't be so good. But having a day, a week off with no alcohol at all, was always uh, an added benefit. Um, when you were putting this together, I think you know you took in so many different aspects of you know, like the plant-based recipe, chapter three, how to do that. And that's become so popular. I get so many vegan, vegetarian, plant-based, healthy eating books. And, and I like them all. And we, we play with some of that because we like vegetables. But uh, the guide to cooking whole grains, okay? I just opened page 78 and 79. And just this alone should be a poster to go in. Oh. Somebody's I'm so glad kitchen. you're saying that. I'm so glad you're saying that. I have to tell you, I shared that with my sister, who is a writer herself. And I said, does this look like something that would be useful? Because she loves to cook. And I, I am so glad you said that because she said, I need to photocopy this and put this on my refrigerator. See? <laughs> you know? Well, it, it's true. And you know, you know as well as I do, we get into, I'll call it a rut, but it's not really a rut. It's a habit pattern. You know, we, we, I like black-eyed peas. I like black beans. Mm. I like any form of white lima or even great northern white beans. Um, yeah. But there's so many other things that you can cook, and you, and you have them all here. And I, I just think that's a benefit. Uh, can you stay for one more quick segment? Sure. Five more minutes. We'll take a break. We come okay. back. Okay. I want you to explain food map, developing recipes for people with FODMAP intolerance. Uh it looks complicated. I imagine it's not, and that's why I'm going to have you explain that when we come back. The book is magnificent. You need a copy, The Complete Recipe Writing Guide. No, you don't have to write a cookbook. But if you want to, if you want to make better recipes to share with family and friends, if you had this book, you are head and shoulders uh, in front of the game. So uh, stay with us. We'll be right back. Don't forget, we'll give away a digital copy of the book here after this next segment. Great wine of the week and a lot more food, wine, and fun for ears. Don't go away. How powerful is Cox Internet? 
powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.